John, good to talk to you again. <laughs> I feel like it's all I do. Free monthly uh, summary of Dithering. Dithering is our four-pay podcast that we publish twice a week, 15 minutes per episode. Not a minute less, not a minute more. But this will give you a taste of all the episodes that we recorded in October. We are missing a few months in the summer <laughs> because... <laughs> I was in the U.S. and I was not posting those snippets to Twitter. And uh, we have now deputized the posting of snippets to Twitter, which means we can now do this do this uh, introductory podcast again. So here we are. October 1st, engaging with Facebook. Some of the stuff that this whistleblower has has released, you know, to like the Wall Street Journal and other places, to me, looks pretty damning. Um, and, and so, and I believe we know that it's a woman. So I was about to say she, but they, whoever the whistleblower is. There have been other cases, though, where there have been like gotcha reports of here's a bad thing Facebook's done. And I'm like, hmm, this, I don't know. I I feel it's the broader, the zoomed out view of Facebook that is clearly problematic, where clearly, clearly, I, I don't see how you could possibly deny it. They have pursued engagement at all costs no matter you know repercussions be damned and it it's a mindset it it's like i always say that your priorities it's not enough to say we have three priorities the order that they're in really matters and the order of facebook's priorities have always been about growth and engagement at all costs and no matter what october 4th amazon's robot dog you see some like the ring doorbells. Like you go to like suburban America and like I noticed this this summer when I, when I was back, like they're everywhere. Mm. And people really like this idea of being able to sort of see what's going on around mm-hmm. their house. And mm-hmm. and so this idea of the robot where it can go around and see what's happening or check if the stove's on or whatever it might be. I mean, maybe pretty far-fetched. The If you're a betting man, if I were to, you know, follow after your football betting, you know, I'd probably put a bet on. <laughs> It discontinuing like the dash buttons, even though I would have yeah. bet on the dash buttons because I thought they were awesome. But maybe it will work. And and you know, and what is happening broadly is if they put ten objects out there or ten ideas out there, and two of them stick, like that's given the they're starting from zero and they're in a total green space area where no one really owns the home. Like one of the products here is they have an integrated, what is it, an integrated ring and Eero. So it's like the yeah. both the, the surveillance yeah. and also the Wi-Fi all sort of all, all sort of together. Like we've been begging Apple to make something like that for ages. And App, Amazon's getting there in a very different way than Apple would get there. But because they're iterating quickly, they're, they're actually much more further along. October 8th. Server configurations. It is really fascinating because, I mean, the whole games industry, like, we know you can look at the numbers and the, you know, games are, like, massively greater than, like, movies, right? But you hear about movie stars all the time and they're very famous and they're in the news and you talk about, you know, they're, they're... there's discussions how much they make and all these sorts of things. And if you think about it, there's an aspect where a lot of these streamers, because you know, obviously the dominant sort of thing to do while streaming, there's there's different things that are streamed. The dominant one is, is playing games. And they're kind of the movie stars of the gaming industry. It makes sense. Well, the, the gaming industry is worth much more than the movie industry. It would make sense that the gaming stars are just as if not more rich and it's a more lucrative option than the movie stars. But it because it's 
it's not sort of the traditional model and not covered by the mainstream media. And it's sort of on this platform. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's surprising to, you know, boomers like us. October 12th, wrong news, slow news. Kind of a slow news week. It is. It's, it's been a slow news long period. Actually. I I wrote this piece, uh, before the, before the beginning of the pandemic, it was in January, 2020, which, um, was, was a, uh, you know, appropriate time i guess which is called the end of the beginning and it sort of made the case that compared to the automobile right where the first 30 years of the automobile industry were wild and like you had all these new companies coming up and all these new crazy designs and all these things figuring it out and then you sort of emerged and there was like three big auto companies in the u.s i think there was four at the time and one got folded in later and that era of experimentation and new things was over but that enabled completely widespread changes, whether that be building out of the interstate, building out of new kinds of businesses, new business models, the sort of national sort of business, national brand sort of thing. And it, it, when I said the end of the beginning, a lot of folks are like, oh, you think te- technological evolution is over? Like, no, the opposite. Like, the facts on the ground of this new era are now established. And now all the interesting stuff is going to happen sort of above that. October 15th, Apple Watch and watching sports. It's really interesting how the internet in that aspect is actually really impacting these networks and is going to impact the sports leagues. It's it's really interesting, too, in terms of the difference. And it comes down to that fiber in the ground, cable in the ground aspect. But like YouTube TV, sure, they'd like everybody to sign up for YouTube TV. Sure. But they can hit most people by not including local sports. Right. Yep. That still yep. that the the audience that they're targeting is still more than half of people. It's it's a lot of people and that's good enough. And the nightmare, because it's not just like, oh, in, in the greater Cleveland area, you have to negotiate with so and so to get the rights to the uh, Cleveland Indians, soon to be guardians and the Cleveland Browns and the basketball team uh, Cavaliers multiply that by every single city in North America. It's it's a nightmare. You could you you know it's it's not like when the local cable company in Cleveland wants to keep everybody on board and they're like, well, we're the cable company in Cleveland. We just have to negotiate with the Cleveland teams. It it really doesn't even make sense for yep. a nationwide provider like YouTube TV to just name one. No, this is a great point. I didn't get I didn't get into this, but it's a great addition. Where just the, the it's not just a economic point, but it's a is this honestly worth the trouble? <laughs> sort of. No, point. it really isn't. I, I don't think it is. October 19th, new MacBook Pros. What was interesting is you go back to, there's a famous Steve Jobs quote, and people have, have used this to criticize some of these Apple keynotes, where he's like, oh, the, those PC guys are just all focused on feeds and speeds, and it's really about the experience. But there's something to be said for when you're a product of the maturity of something like the Mac, Actually, what matters is feeds and speeds. We know what the Mac is. We know what it can do. To your point, Apple's not, at least no longer, trying to finagle it into being a services play. It's just how can we make the best computer in the world? And we're at the point where the being the best computer in the world comes down to feeds or speeds. And and it was appropriate and enjoyable from an from a observer perspective that they started there and spent so much time there even before they got to the actual hardware. Yeah, I thought so too. October 22nd, conspiracy theories. Here's the deal. And this has been clear for a long time. But the companies that are going to benefit from 
this change, which looks like it's, it is quite biting, are going to be Google and Amazon. Why? Because Google and Amazon have all their own first party data. They, they like, if you're a DTC seller, increasingly selling on, on Facebook, selling on Snapchat, selling on all these other platforms is no longer sort of a viable sort of thing. This is why Facebook is really accelerating their efforts to build storefronts into their apps because then you can at least convert an app and you can measure it. But Amazon, you're already converting an app because you're in the Amazon app. Google, they're mostly search ads, but money that if your budget is not working for this sort of targeted advertising, you're going to go to search ads. You're going to go to other sort of ads that work in the Google ecosystem. And so I think Amazon's going to be benefit the most, but Google's also going to be okay. And meanwhile, so we have the situation where Google and Apple have such a I scratch your back, you scratch my back mm-hmm. sort of relationship about all this stuff. Apple is cutting the knees off Google's biggest competitor for digital advertising. Meanwhile, Google's paying Apple billions and billions of dollars for search placement. They, they, they work in concert on this App Store stuff. And I'm not saying that, like, again, I'm like this guy at the bulletin board drawing all these connections together. <laughs> I'm not saying that's necessarily happening, but the actual manifestation of their businesses is like they might as well be sitting in a in a boardroom together just sort of mapping this all out october 26th reviewing the macbook pro they've obviously backtracked five years of of design uh it's not like all five years of macbook pros have been terrible they're not terrible computers the butterfly keyboards were actually objectively terrible, right? They, you know, <laughs> faced a massive class action lawsuit and almost everybody I knows who, who, who owned one had it break eventually. Um, they, you know, we're literally telling people don't eat toast while you're at your MacBook because if you get a crumb underneath there, it's going to break the space bar. I, I think, I think, I think the touch bar was pretty bad too, because here, here's here. And I think you captured this in review, right? Where the, the, the Apple's always been very loose with the word pro, as you noted, but these computers, like having a touch bar instead of function keys was actively anti-pro, right? Pros use things like keyboard shortcuts. Like, like pros use things like, like function keys for actual functionality. And to, to the fact that the consumer laptops actually had buttons and the pro laptops had this thing that like helped you find like ever-changing menu items or whatever it might be. I mean, it just, it, it felt like th- that was the pinnacle of pro means expensive, and it, and it actually has very little to do with actually being pro. And I thought you're, so I'm going to give you credit. I think your focus on the word pro, and they sort of reset what that meant and actually made a functionally pro laptop. October 29th, Meta, Meta. Your interview, you brought up Ready Player One, um, it, it, all of this stuff has been imagined in a fictional sense by science fiction authors and, and filmmakers. It, it's clearly something real tech companies are building, will be building. You know, we knew they would be building it. Everybody knew it, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, that this is where computer, the computerization would go, right? Uh, the Neil Stevenson, and, you know, who invented the word metaverse, uh, imagined it. And, and clearly Facebook is working towards these things, but the, to do 90 minutes of demonstrations of them, I don't know. Right. But so basically you're saying you're ready to come on just blasting the entire concept. Yeah. But now once you, once you, it, like, once you put it in the context of this is like Zuckerberg in the best way he knows how trying to communicate 
where he's going, whether <laughs> whether you want to come along or not, that it sort of makes more sense. Well, October was a big month. I'm looking back at the schedule. Boy, we had uh, the MacBook Pros. We had uh, we even snuck in your interview with Mark Zuckerberg. So Facebook renamed itself. Finally, real new M1 Pro MacBook Pros came out. So a life-changing experience for uh, our day-to-day life and the promise of a life-changing experience for the future. <laughs> How's that for pitch? <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, you can subscribe to Dithering by going to dithering.fm. It's $5 a month or $50 a year, and you can hear us twice a week, 15 minutes an episode, not a minute less, not a minute more. I think that's one of my best readings of our of our tagline ever. That is true. Although we did argue over the weekend whether it should be not a second less, not a second more, because that's how precise we are. That's right. If you want to understand just how precise we are, go and subscribe. It's super easy to add to your podcast player. And we look forward to, uh, yeah, November. See you next week. <laughs> 